Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 183, which we're recording on January 1st, 2019, (laughs) the actual New Year's Day. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are recording out at UCSC again, but in a different spot than usual. And we're overlooking the ocean and we have deer right in front of us and a squirrel right in front of us (laughs) and a giant cargo ship out there on the horizon. It's just a stunning, beautiful, crystal clear day. And we took some pictures so we can share it with you, but absolutely gorgeous day in Santa Cruz. It is a beautiful day. Chilly enough that we're wrapped in hand knits though. What are you wearing? (laughs) Charlene's wearing all the things. I am wearing my 52... 100k redux as i call it because this is the sweater that i ripped out from the bottom to the armholes it's a top-down sweater so the bind off was at the hem of the sweater and i ripped that out ripped out the sweater up to the armholes so i left the sleeves left the yoke shaping and the neckline obviously and re-knit the body down and I'm so happy I did because I've been wearing it almost non-stop since I finished it Gotta love because that. I just knit it as a straight plain a-line sweater whereas the previous version had had an asymmetrical hem that I apparently got tired of very fast because it even though I wore it when I first made it I ultimately after a couple of years stopped wearing it although i loved the yarn it's madeline tosh sock in spectrum spectrum colorway that's right so it's got all the colors of the spectrum in there and there are some versions gail and i have mentioned before that we've seen different skeins that are green leaning blue leaning mine is very purple leaning my whole batch of it was very purple leaning And so from far away, the sweater kind of reads as a purple sweater. But when you look at it close up, it's got all the colors that you see like in a oil slick on Mm -hmm. water. (laughs) And it's very pretty. And so consequently, I still loved the yarn, but the style and tastes change. And though... I loved the sweater when I initially made it. I think I was ready for something that was just more plain. And as I finished it now, I'm wearing it. So it's great. (laughs) I think I might have to do the same thing with mine. It's really great. I love it, love it, love it. It's an awesome remake and definitely an example of not giving up on a sweater that you don't love 100% and finding ways to reimagine it and rework it and make it usable once again. Well said. (laughs) Well said. Yeah. So how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing a sweater I normally only wear in the summertime. It's the Veronica by Julie Weisenberger, who is Coco Knits. And it's kind of a swancho, but it's knit in... Holtzgarn Coast Yarn, which we talk about all the time, the light fingering cotton Mm -hmm. wool blend. And I was alternately cold and hot in my house this morning, (laughs) so decided 
a light airy sweater with Ugg boots, very fashion forward, was the order of the day. So <laughs> I'm wearing a lighter sweater, but oh my goodness, December was sweater filled. Yes. I've worn a hand knit sweater every single day I think throughout I the month of December. Just- I think I have as well. It's I been delightful. I didn't keep track of it, but I did have fun wearing some sweaters that I hadn't worn in a very long time. In fact, a couple sweaters I know I wore that I did not wear last year, winter. So that's been nice. Yeah, it's been very nice. One mm-hmm. that Charlene saw me in the other day was light rain, which I finished right about when the weather started getting hot this year, this last year now. 2018. <laughs> and so it finally was able to make a debut in my wardrobe. And I love it so much. Cool. Oh my gosh. That's so great. wearing all the sweaters and being very delighted about it. So yeah, got to love that part that of winter. So what have you been stalking in the last almost month since we recorded last? <laughs> it's been a very long time. It has been a long time. And of course, there has been a lot of new things popping up on Ravelry. Lots of designers giving away patterns, lots of holiday deals popping up as well. So I hope everybody has had some time to look for their favorites. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the new things that I have found is a pattern by Ririko. And oh, I should have looked it up. I know I have stocked something by her before, Mm -hmm. but Hinegiku maybe? I'll look it up while you're talking. Maybe. But this one is called the Evening Dew Cardigan. It was released just last month Uh in December 2018. Oh, cute. And it's kind of along the same lines as my Like a Cloud sweater that I have been working on for the past several episodes. It's a lace white sweater with an open front. It's very light and airy. Drop shoulder construction. I love the way that she has it styled with jeans and a white t-shirt because it looks like something. Really it looks cute. like me. It looks like something I would totally wear. The whole outfit looks like something I would wear. And the only thing I'm not sure about is the stitch pattern. This is one of those situations where, gosh, I wish I could look at the stitch pattern just Mm -hmm. to see if that's going to be something that I like. I have one of those that I'm stocking too. Do you? Yeah. But I think I'm just going to study it a little bit, make sure that it's something I like. I might look and see if somebody is willing to answer a question for me about that, which I think probably I can find somebody who will Mm -hmm. in her Ravelry group. Yeah, or even she might answer it. Yeah, and now that I think about it, it's like that's the obvious thing to do Yeah, just to make sure that it will be something that I enjoy knitting. But the sweater itself, so cute. So, so cute. The one you stocked before was Tulip. Oh, Tulip, yes. Also by Ririko. So I think I see a new designer on my horizon at some point. Yay, new designers. (laughs) That's always fun. So again, that was Evening Dew Cardigan by Ririko. Second thing I've been stocking is a fun one. It's called the Notorious RGB. And it's a sweater that pays homage to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her amazing collar collection. And the designer says she hopes 
to endow the wearer with strength, perseverance, gravitas, and integrity, Love which it. I thought was a lovely yeah. sentiment. And the color work yoke is totally in style right now. And the sample is knit in black with big sleeves that kind of look like a judicial robe. So I'm stocking this one. It's probably not something that I would make for myself, but I am stocking it because I love the idea of it. And I just thought it was very cool. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> the it's style cute. is a little bit different and it's one of those sweaters that you can in the in the projects it's very interesting to see what people do with something like this what weight yarn was it it is in worsted weight mm. worsted makes it a little less wearable for right me. for us yeah. yes yes but cute nonetheless yeah very cute so that's the notor notorious rgb and the designer is named park williams the third thing I am stocking is a also a cardigan called Winter Lines, and this one is by Katrine Schneider. And I knit Katrine's Hood in the Moon cardigan and her Winterfell cardigan quite successfully. Both sweaters I felt were successful, and I have to say I thought her patterns were very, very well written as well. So that always is another plus for doing another pattern by the designer, of course, because you know that she has good patterns written. This one is another cardigan, so I guess I really like her cardigans. Well, you like cardigans in general, too. I do. So. I just haven't knit a lot of cardigans this past year. The pullover is in, baby. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like the first one I was stocking, Winter Lines is slightly oversized. This one has ribbing to create shaping, and I believe it uses half brioche stitch. Or she says, yeah, half brioche stitch in the hems and then also some short rows to create the longer back. Very cute, open fronts. I like the way the ribbing on different parts of the sweater, for example, the, the yoke of the sweater and the top of the sweater has one type of ribbing and then the bottom has a, a wider ribbing. I guess that's the half brioche portion. And then the sleeve also just to give definition to different parts of the sweater. It vaguely reminds me of Woodford's yes. by Elizabeth Dory. Yes, and I think that's why I like it, because I really like that style of sweater. I, I Yeah, very nice. <laughs> so that, again, that is Winter Lines by Katrine Schneider. What are you stocking, Gail? I'm stocking several sweaters. Some of them are new releases, and... Some of them are just old favorites that keep coming back to my queue. So the first one is a new release. It's called Big Love by Anka Strick. And I think you've knit something by Anka Strick before, haven't you? I don't think I have, but I didn't look at her past patterns. However, I'm pretty I sure... I think I have. If I can get connected, I'll So this particular sweater is a cardigan, a very big, loose-fitting cardigan that is cropped with drop sleeves and a shawl collar. 
And like the one you were just stocking, I can't tell if it's ribbed all over or if it has a textured pattern. Even on the close-ups of the sweater that I looked at, I couldn't quite tell. So one of the people who has finished one of the few projects in the sweater, it's been in hot right now, so mm-hmm. a lot of you have probably seen it, but there aren't a lot of finished projects yet because it's brand new. But Kaftant test knit it and she and I have communicated on Ravelry before. So I think I can ask her or like you said, just pop a question in the group to find out what the overall stitch pattern is. The only thing about it that has me wondering if I'll knit it or not is it's open front. So it's so oversized that some of the pictures people do have it pinned closed at the front. Mm -hmm. So you could close it if you wanted to, but it's not technically meant to be closed, but it's so overly big and it looks so comfortable. It's knit in Aran weight yarn and I could possibly use my Madeline Tosh Aran, E-R-I-N, but I think that might be a little too stiff of a yarn. I'd have to gauge swatch and see, do a really big gauge swatch and see if it would be loose and flowy enough. It's not really a flowy yarn, but I'm kind of playing around with the idea because of course I have that in my stash to use. So that one is Big Love by Anka Strick. And the other new one, new to me pattern that I'm stocking is called Autumn Square. And it's by Hintermstein. And I'm pretty sure you knit one of this designer's patterns last year. Yes. I can picture it. I know the yarn I used. I just can't remember the the name name of the pattern. (laughs) I've never knit a Hintermstein sweater before. And I really love this designer's aesthetic and just haven't found the perfect sweater. But this one, thank you, Robbie, because Robbie is knitting it for the self-indulgent knit-along, is a positive ease. Robbie described it as boxy, but it's not as overly big as a boxy. This one's described as three to four inches of positive ease, but it's beautiful. I like that one too. Oh, it's just fantastic. It has, it looks like garter stitch, but the pattern description specifically says, if you don't like to purl, you'll love knitting this sweater. So I'm not sure for a sweater that's knit partially. Oh, it's probably knit back and forth at that part of the sweater. So you're probably knitting garter stitch at the top because it's top down, drop sleeved. It has short row shaping for the shoulders and I'm sure you probably start at the top, you work down, and you joined in it in the round after the underarm join. So that's why. So there's probably no purling. You're probably not doing stock and you're doing garter the at the top. bottom might be garter, it is. but it might be split hem at that point. So, yep, there's yes. split hem at the bottom. There's split hem at the cuffs that fold back up. So those are garter stitch. It looks so stylish and comfortable. And it's called Autumn Square because there's a little square at the front center of the chest (laughs) and or the front center of the back. I don't think I would do the square. I think I like it without. But Robbie is doing it in a Madeline Tosh color called Pink Clay, which I adore. And so you know how you get that idea in your head about the sweater has Mm -hmm. to be knit in a certain color? Yes. (laughs) Well, I just happen to have a sweater quantity of Madeline Tosh Tosh Marina Light in Molly Ringwald that I've been wanting to knit forever. And I think it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. So self-indulgent knit along January 1st, Charlene and I, I've been copying Charlene's tradition of (laughs) casting on a new project on January 1st. And I had been 100% certain until last night at 11 o'clock that my new cast on was going to be Nerissa. 
yeah. which is a sweater I talked you about. talked about that. Sport weight yarn, raglan shaping, textured mesh stitch in the front. I hand wound a skein of my Dragonfly Fiber Selkie Sport last night yeah. in the Red Bud colorway. I was all excited. I opened Ravelry to buy the pattern and print it and thought, I don't know if I'd wear that. Can you really? believe that? Yeah, I just, you know how we should never make decisions about knitting <laughs> after dark? That's true. Especially that late at, in the evening. So I thought, okay, sleep on it make a decision in the morning, but I did spend from about 11 to 12 last night <laughs> stocking sport weight sweater patterns <laughs> because I only have about a thousand yards, little over a thousand yards. I should have bought four skeins and I only bought three. So I'm limited to the sweaters that right. I can knit. So I'm stocking sport weight sweaters. And now that Narissa mm, is probably not going to be the sweater, I was thinking Amelie by Aaron Berg Berglund, I think it is. It's a sweater that's been out for years and years and years uh -huh. that I've loved for years and years and years. It's a cropped cardigan, but I think I would knit it to be closed with faux buttons, like sew buttons on, even though they're not being used. It has a really pretty lace panel next to each of the button bands. And it's just a simple cropped sweater. But I don't know if I have enough yarn and it's a bottom-up mm. sweater. So, oh, what do you do? So yeah, I'm kind of waffling one. on the sport weight sweater now. And while I was stalking between 11 and midnight last night, I thought, okay, let me look at my queue and see what I really, really want to mm -hmm. cast on for New Year's. And thus the autumn square was there. Oh. But then this morning, <laughs> I crack myself up because this morning I was thinking, okay, what yarn do you really want to knit? Oh, I don't know. Okay, what sweater do you really want to knit? Oh, I don't know. What sweater have I been wearing a lot? Cleo. So should I knit my second Cleo? Oh, you've been wanting a I second know. Cleo. And I have the yarn. I have two different kinds of Holtzgarn yarn. I have Coast, and I think it's Noble is the second. Right. No, Tides. I'm not oh, sure tides. which one it is. That I'm going to hold doubled. And... So I'm all a flutter. I don't know which one I'm going to cast on today. I'll ha I'll obviously have to swatch today and then decide what to cast on. So stay tuned because I don't know what it's going to be. There will be a sweater cast on today. I'm just obviously not sure which one it's going to be. So the stocking has been active. You and have to pick one that will make you happy today. It has to be something that will make you, that you want to knit today for it to be truly self-indulgent. Then I think it's going to have to be Autumn Square or Cleo. <laughs> oh, both of them would be great. Well, that's good. You have two then. I do you have, have two. two you can choose from. But I really wanted to knit the Selkie Sport. <laughs> so see my dilemma? So, yeah, I do. But I don't have the perfect pattern for that yeah. anymore. Yeah. So You have to have a perfect pattern because you don't want to pick something rushed and have it be the wrong thing. Exactly. And I know I'll wear Autumn Square and I know I'll wear Cleo. So stay tuned. I think Cleo is a better one to knit right now just because of the weight of the yarn. And you'll if you finish it quickly, you'll get a chance to wear it. That's true. That's true. 
Okay. So who knows what it's going to be. <laughs> and I know one thing I will do when I go home, I'll ask Max's opinion on the sweaters and the yarn and he'll help me determine which one to cast on. So stocking on the exactly. fly. My stocking is very active. It's very exciting. So that's pretty cool. It's okay. a good thing for the new year, right? It bodes well. And speaking of dragonfly fibers and their beautiful silky sport yarn, Dragonfly Fibers is our first sponsor of 2019. Thank you very much. Rich, saturated color, bold, interesting combinations, dare we say shocking hues. Dragonfly Fibers is your source for beautiful, quality yarns and fibers. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed, artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops, like the Swift Stitch, around the world and at fiber festivals such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and Saf. We just started another year of our fabulous Club Dragonfly. Six shipments available with or without bonus swag. It's not too late to sign up. We have a theme for the first time. It's called This Land is Your Land. It's a tribute to wonderful sites in North America. We're crowdsourcing for location ideas, so please send us pictures of your favorite spots. Details are available on our website. Come see us at Vogue Knitting Live in the Marriott Marquis in New York from January 25th to 27th. We'll be in booths 906 to 908, featuring our show-exclusive colorway, Garment District. From February 21st to 24th, you can find us at Stitches West. We'll be in booths 706, 708, and 710 with our show-exclusive colorway, Mission District. We'll be bringing lots and lots of yarn, fiber, and great kits for the popular throwback and XL sweaters. Can't make it to one of the shows? All our yarns and kits are available at www.dragonflyfibers.com. Discover why we say that Dragonfly Fibers is the colors of happiness. And we, Charlene and I, will be at the Dragonfly Fibers booth throughout Stitches occasionally, but we will be there working the booth on the Saturday morning. So if you're there, please come and say hi. And thank you again for sponsoring us. We love Dragonfly Fiber yarns, and it's always such a treat to see Kate and the crew at Stitches just as you know, we like sponsors who are our friends and whose things we like to knit with or yes. use or drink or whatever the case may be. <laughs> and Kate is one of the sweetest people on the planet. So I, I love to knit with yarn from people I love. I do too. And I didn't mention that my Like a Cloud sweater was knit in Dragonfly Fibers lace weight yarn, which I absolutely love. And I see more sweater quantities in my future. That's on my t- <laughs> to shop for list at yeah. Stitches. The lace weight and because I'm in love with DK weight, I think I want a DK weight. Yeah sweater quantity so thank you kate and the crew at dragonfly fibers so what have you been knitting in the last almost month i am working on i am happy 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 to say i have picked up my fading point shawl now if you recall this was a shawl that i bought yarn for at an event at vogue knitting live when vogue Knitting Live was in San Francisco a couple months ago. We had our train adventure. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) And I bought a kit from Neighborhood Fiber Company to make the fading point or another five skein shawl. You could use it for any shawl, of course. But my shawl of 
choice is the fading point. And I had started it right away. I was very excited to be starting it. And then I got to the first charted section and it was about the same time that basketball season started. And I was all into the basketball games and I couldn't look at a chart and watch the game. So it kind of got pushed mm -hmm. further and further back in the pile. And I picked up other things that were easier to knit. But now I'm back to fading point. Yay! I don't want to leave too many lingering projects from 2018. I, I want to keep them going. It's okay if they're not finished right away, but I just want to make progress. They can't them. languish. Yes, exactly. So I picked up fading point and lo and behold, over the holiday break, I managed to find a little bit of daylight time to knit. I don't usually get daylight time to knit, so this was very exciting. And in the daylight, I was able to get through the chart quite quickly without the distraction of a show or a basketball game. Or the kids asking for yes, this or that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I am knitting... Well, the fading point has two ends. It's a rectangular stole and it has two ends that are knit exactly the same and then you join them up in the middle and knit a little bit more to join them together. So you have the option of knitting end A from beginning to the joining part or and then following it up with knitting section B same thing from the cast on to the joining section or you can do go back and forth and knit each section con not concurrently but together does that make sense concurrently yeah concurrently yeah so you can do the way that i'm doing it is the second way i decided to knit each wedge at the at concur well one, one wedge following the other. I'm making it sound far more complicated and confusing <laughs> than it really is. You pick up one piece, you knit wedge A, and then you pick up the second piece, and then you knit exactly. wedge A. <laughs> there you go. So I am doing it that way, and I am so excited because once you start and you get into it, and then you pick up the second piece and you get into that one, it's very exciting to see all the different wedges come together. Yes. And I, you're at the exciting part now. Yes. I knit my first color combo wedge when I added in color two. There's five colors total. And that was very fun because you're striping and it's so exciting to see the colors go in together because it is a faded kit. So my colors start to dark and they go progressively lighter, but you almost don't see it when you start adding it in. And then as you get more of the second color in place, then visually it starts to appear the fade. So that's really exciting to yeah, see. Yeah, your yarns are so well done yes. that it's going to be yes. those like super gradual yes. fade that I just love yeah. that effect. Yeah. I love it too. And I'm to the point now where I need to wind color three 
because I had only wound Yay! two colors. So I need to wind color three because I think tonight or very soon I'm going to make it to the wedge where I'm fading from color two to color three. Yeah, I remember from knitting that, that the first section is the hardest to follow because you're increasing the number of stitches That's to right. get that shape. Yes. And then you have the same number of stitches on the needle from there out. So if you're looking to knit fading point, like Charlene had to work slowly through the charts, the first section, yes. after that, it goes so much faster. That's exactly it because you're increasing, you're counting, you've got the chart going. It's not difficult, but attention is necessary. You, you More need attention to focus. than usual on a hohi pattern. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so now I'm to the point where it's just knit straight. There's no more changing of numbers. There's still increases and decreases in pattern, but the numbers stay the same. And you're fading the yards. It's all exciting, yes. <laughs> addictive knitting from here on out. I remember it, it, went it really, really fast after that for me. And I'm thinking it would be nice to finish it by Stitches West in February. We shall see. No promises from this knitter. <laughs> You're gonna. I know you will because it's the addicting part of it. You'll be so it like. It would be very nice to, to be color. able to take the finished project to the neighborhood fiber company folks and say, here, look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really fun. That would be fun. But like I said, no promises. They might want to borrow it and put it up as a sample. I might want to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably won't want to wear it every day. That's so. true. That's true. And then the second thing I am knitting, I did barely start my O'Keefe pullover, which is a pattern by Bristol Ivy from the, her book, Knitting Outside the Box. And it's the first pattern that I've started from the book. I've want, long wanted to knit something from this book. I've had it for a while. And so I'm really happy that I finally have this one on the needles. I don't think I got past maybe three rounds though. So I, I really have barely cast on. I cast on on the winter solstice for the self-indulgent knit along because I wanted to say, yes, I did start yeah. it on the winter yep. solstice, solstice and solstice does seem like a great time to start something new, just like new year's day. Yep. Both of those days have that. You just, there's something you, I agree. you you feel something a new and, fresh beginning yes exactly and so i did want to get something on the needle so i'm hoping that i will be able to figure out where i am on the pattern i know that almost immediately it goes into a short row section and i did not want to start the short row section knowing that I wanted to get back right away to fading point <laughs> because I didn't want to stop in the middle of short rows. If I am start the short row section, it's really better for me to knit all the way through it rather than it, yeah. put it down and try to make notes and pick it up later. That's a kiss of death for me. If I'm in the middle of short rows, I got to see it through because if I come yeah. back to it, I'm not going to remember how many I need to do yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So I'm very excited to get back to that. I'm using a new to me yarn. It is the lace garn. Lace garn from who's the dyer? Woolmice. Woolmice. There's two names though on my label. I think it's like Rorschach 
wool mice or something, but everyone just calls it wool mice. I don't know why. Yes. And we were wondering if anybody knows why that is, everybody only refers to it by the second name mm -hmm. on the label. Or just WM for short. Yeah. There's something there that we don't know. <laughs> like a lot of people use this yarn and they just shorten it to that name. Yeah. But you would think they would shorten it to the first name on the label. You, yeah. I have no idea. So it's very strange. But anyway, Gail brought her sweater that she had knit out of the same base to show me today. And it is really nice. So I'm looking forward to that finished object. But I have to get I back love to the base. Yeah, love the base. It seems very nice in the finished object. So that is what I am knitting. What are you knitting? I've been having so much fun with my knitting. Today is my last day of 12 days off of work for the holidays, and I've been knitting a lot. I also had a winter solstice cast on for the self-indulgent knit-along, and I finally cast on the throwback cardigan by Andrea Mowry, which has been on my I want to knit list for a long time. Like Charlene, I bought yarn for this at Vogue Knitting Live in San Francisco. And like Charlene, mine is Neighborhood Fiber Company, her studio worsted because it's a worsted weight sweater. And I pulled a rookie mistake and didn't buy enough yarn. Mm. So I bought two skeins. They're very large skeins. Her skeins are about double the put up of most worsted weight yarn. So approximately 400 yards. Yeah. And I misread the pattern and thought I needed 800. I really needed closer to a thousand. So ended up mail ordering a third skein. So I had that issue where one skein didn't quite match the other two, which I've managed to use that skein for ribbing and things like that. So I made it work, but there was some nervousness there about a third skein that didn't mm -hmm. quite match. And I'm using, it's a dark red colorway. I think it's called Cooper circle, but I don't remember. And it's just a beautiful dark, tonal red and it the sweater is a top-down yoked sweater with color work in the yoke and you use three contrasting colors and I'm using a beautiful base from Sincere Sheep in a natural colorway and the second contrasting color is Candy Skein Yummy Worsted in Honey which is the color the exact yarn I used for Max's sweater and the third color is Madeline Tosh vintage in posy which is a light pink and the three colors play so well with the red it's gorgeous i'm so happy with the colors and because i've had a lot of time off i've knit mm. almost the entire sweater so today it is blocking with this sweater you start top down and the color work is pretty much the only part that requires thought after that you just are knitting stockinette. We have a little bit of background noise now. A large family, I think it's two families, just pulled up. So pardon the background noise. But back to the throwback, I've had a lot of stockinette knitting after the color work section was done, which has been perfect for vacation because I've been reading books and listening to audiobooks and playing Munchkin. And it's very easy to knit and do all those things at the same time. So I've been having a delightful experience with vacation knitting. And like I said, it's almost done. You knit top down, then you do the sleeves, then the collar. And in the pattern, she recommends you wet block before you pick up the stitches for the bands. And it's meant to be open front, but I am going to put buttons on it 
and where it closed some of the time. So I'll have a little extra work to do with those button bands. She's not calling them button bands in the pattern, but for me, they will be button bands. And it's just looking beautiful. I was able to do a citric acid setting of the dye in the skein of honey, the skein, the mail order skein of Neighborhood Fiber Company, but I'd already pre-wound the first two skeins I bought at Vogue Knitting Live. So I didn't citric acid wash those. So when I blocked it today, I was very careful and had color catchers in the bathtub and the red did bleed considerably. And oh, I think my color, scary. it was very scary. <laughs> my color catchers may be old because they ended up catching more color when I was draining the bathtub than they did while the actual sweater was floating in the water. Mm. But I grabbed it out really quickly, took it straight to the washing machine for a spin, and it's fine. There's no color in the, the bare yarn is what I was most concerned about. Yeah. Looks great. Super happy with oh, it. That's great. Yeah, I'm Fantastic. really happy. Very relieved. And yes. <laughs> it's blocking. It's drying right now. Hopefully it'll be dry by tonight, but I don't think it's likely. I'm hoping to get it outside part of the day today and maybe it'll be dry and I can pick up my button bands and get that done because they'll go really quickly and I'm super excited about it. So you ha I have that, you know, joyful. Yes. It's the end of the project feeling. So that's the throwback. Incredibly happy with the sweater. And I know Kate from Dragonfly is going to have kits for the throwback at Stitches. So I highly recommend the sweater and of course, highly recommend Kate's yarn. So that could be a great combo, but any worsted weight you have. And I will say the three contrasting colors, you use so little of them that I would reach for scraps way before buying a new skein. I had a lot of the honey left over from Max's sweater. I had the natural already in stash, but I did buy a skein of the posy and I could knit a complete hat with what I have well, that's left. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Make a hat. Yep. And I could do a color work with all the yeah. same colors from the yeah. sweater. Because you know you like the combo. Exactly. Oh. And Posey is such a beautiful pink. It's not like the yarn's going to go to waste, but you really use very, very little mm. of the contrasting colors. So just a heads up on that. And I did another self-indulgent cast on. I cast on the Sparkling Cider Hat by Woolen Vine Yarn. And it is another of the trendy hold a strand of mohair lace doubled with a strand of other yarn. And in this case, it's a fingering weight yarn. And generally, I don't like knitting with mohair because the fibers get in my eyes. I find it to be irritating and it's just not something that I usually enjoy knitting with. But I have had a skein of Kids Hill Cave in my stash since April of 2008. <laughs> It has been packaged up with beads to knit the Ice Queen snood by Romy Hill, which was a knitty pattern from forever ago. Yeah. And as much as I love the pattern, I'm never going to wear that. It's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful project. But It is beautiful, and I like that one too. And every once in a while, I go back to that too and think, oh, that is really pretty. So I can understand. Yep. But I don't think I'll ever wear it. Mm -hmm. Thus, I thought... As I was sitting there one evening fantasizing about all the things I want to knit, I had seen pictures of this hat on Instagram. And I thought, hmm, that skein has been in stash longer than almost any other yarn I have. And I have this skein of Hazelnut's Artisan Sock that was a gift from Julie, J. Chant on Ravelry, 
Thank you, Julie. And it's a beautiful color called Bloom, which I think is yellow over dyed with pink because it's neither pink nor yellow. It's both. And it's not as if the two colors are different plies plied together. Mm -hmm. It's very much a, a beautiful halo of pink over yellow. And I just on a whim thought, I wonder what the Kids Hill K's, which is a bright, bright, bright pink, would look like held doubled with that yarn. And it's so pretty. Oh my gosh. Absolutely gorgeous combination. I love it. It's one of those, it surprises me every time I have a good <laughs> collar combination. I look at Charlene's color things and think, oh, she has this magic touch. And when it actually works when I do it, I'm stunned. <laughs> and this is for sure one of those stunned moments. It's a cool combo. It looks so pretty. And you get the fun of combining two yarns, which is just fun. Kind of magical when it <laughs> yes. works. And the mohair isn't bothering me at all. It's not getting in my eyes. It's not irritating me. And it's so fun to knit with. It's so light and the halo it gives and it's so soft it's just beautiful now yeah. i understand why everybody wants to knit with mohair <laughs> held double it totally makes sense and the hat itself is knit brim up with a cabled pattern that gives little trees in the body of the hat and if you choose you can put a bead at the top of each of the trees and it's so pretty and feminine and lovely and I got to the first round where you place the beads and I'm using the dental floss technique to place my beads and my beads didn't fit. The beads are too small. Oh. And I was so sad because the beads are beautiful and perfect. And I just stopped everything and thought, oh, I'm going to have to order more beads. And how do I find the right set? And where do I go? Until troubleshooting in my brain one moment, I thought, I don't need to order more beads. I'm knitting with two yarns held doubled and I can put that bead on the lace weight yarn. I don't have to put it on the, both strands of yarn at the same time. So I know I can get the yarn through the center of the bead if I only put it onto the lace weight yarn. Brilliant, because that's what you bought the beads for. Exactly. Originally for the kids' still case. Exactly. So make it work. I I'm love it. making it work. <laughs> so now that throwback is drying, I'm going to pick up my sparkling cider hat and make sure that I'm right that the beads will fit on the yeah. lace weight. I'm sure they will. And pick that back up today. So I'm super excited about that. Can't wait for it to be done and wear it because it's going to be an experiment wearing mohair and seeing if it irritates my skin mm -hmm. on my forehead as a hat to see if maybe someday I do want to knit a sweater yeah. with mohair held doubled. Yeah. Who knows? It could be in the future. <laughs> so that's the Sparkling Cider Hat by Volenvine Yarn. And the third thing I'm knitting is I've picked back up my Viajante, which I cast on in June of last year. And I had some moments of timeout with Viajante over the last six months because our dumb little vacuum Roomba ate it one day and necessitated ripping back and fixing where the yarn broke and when I picked it back up again I managed to somehow do a different kind of increase than I had been doing the rest of the project oh. so when I looked back at it one the texture of the yarn was different because I was re-knitting yarn that I had pulled out so it had that top Romany texture that you get with re-knit yarn mm -hmm. and so that was throwing me off and just that different increase all of a sudden was really bugging me. 
and I just let it sit for weeks and thought, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. Charlene suggested steaming it to see if I can live with the difference in yarn, but it's really that increase that I really don't like. Yeah, and you can't do anything about that. Other than rip. So yeah. <laughs> I just decided one day I had some time and because again, on vacation. So I thought, I'm just going to sit down with an audiobook and just rip that thing back until I'm happy with it and get going again. And I ripped back probably six inches of knitting, wow, which is a lot. That's a lot. But now I'm happy. But you'll now be it looks happy beautiful. With it. I'm super happy with it again. And I wore my other Viajant, which is in wild colors, to an event over the holidays. And I'm really looking forward to having one that's more neutral. And you'll wear it this I will way. wear it. So much better than continuing on with something that's just okay and finishing and realizing that you hate where the subtle changes yep. and that's and what would have happened increases that's yeah. absolutely what would have happened yeah. i would have hated that part and always regretted that i had and then you it. would never want to wear it yep so i ripped it and i'm back to happy knitting on viajant it's complete autopilot knitting you don't have to think at all and it's so happy I'm so happy, I should say, <laughs> when I'm knitting something like that because I can do all sorts of other things at the same time, like Yay. record a podcast. So, gotta love that. What have you finished? I have finished a couple things. It's been a while since we talked about what we finished, so I've got a few things. The first one is a hat that I had been knitting on a month ago. It's called Hattie, and it's a cute textured hat by Elizabeth Doherty. It uses a herringbone pattern, and I believe it's the same herringbone pattern that she uses in her Cullen pullover. Yeah. And I knit mine, I had a skein of, just a single skein of some natural undyed wool that I used. My gauge wasn't quite right for the hat so the hat turned out a little small little smaller than it would have if I had used the chunkier white yarn which I knew was going to happen but it's a hat and it's going to fit somebody so I'm not too concerned but it was a fun knit and very quick yeah it was fun and quick yes because Gail knit this one as well I gave mine to Josie for Christmas and it's oh, her new favorite hat perfect. she said people keep complimenting her on perfect. it perfect that's lovely so that is Hattie by Elizabeth Doherty. And it's not Hattie, it's Hattie, H-A-D-D-I-E. The second thing I have finished is my Like a Cloud cardigan. This is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. And yes, this is my new favorite cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how much I love a lace weight sweater. Oh my gosh, this one is just so light and airy and it floats. Mm -hmm. If I if I wave it up into the air, it just kind of floats down. And I have knit several lace weight sweaters in the past but I don't have many anymore. In fact, when you were talking about mohair, I remembered I had knit several mohair sweaters, oh, probably over 10 years ago now. And I don't think I even have them anymore. I can't think, I'm pretty sure that I got rid of them in one of my closet purges because I had not been wearing them. But I really do like lace white. 
So I knit mine in the Squishy Lace from Dragonfly Fibers. I believe the colorway was called Velvet Underground. Mm -hmm. It's a very rich blue, a navy blue that leans towards purple or a purpley blue. One of those. Yep. <laughs> but it's gorgeous. It's It's very dark, but you can still see the very subtle pattern patterning that was the fabric of this sweater i like it very much and i do want to use this yarn again i can see more of this will be in my future you've already heard about my 5200k redux that was also one of my finishes and then the last thing i participated in a little group knit some of us knit a sweater for a friend who needed a hug and I knit one skein of fingering weight into the sweater as did Gail and a couple other friends and it turned out great. It we were did. very happy with it. it Not was... only is the sweater beautiful but it was one of the best gifts of the year that yes. gave someone just yes. that feeling yeah. of happiness that you get yeah. when you give someone to some yeah. something to someone yeah it was very fun very very fun very satisfying and fulfilling so those are the things i have finished what have you finished gail i finished two things so another gift i did finish the moto socks by mara Catherine briner mm -hmm. and that was a gift for my friend melissa and she loves them oh great and it's the first time i've done an afterthought heel in a sock and i wasn't convinced that i liked the afterthought heel but she loves it she said oh, that good. they stay on perfectly the oh, heel good. doesn't slide down i when i gave them to her i said okay I want you to analyze these things for me, you know, the cuff. <laughs> Let the, me know. Exactly. Yeah. And she wore them all through her vacation and just loved them. So those were a big hit. And I already have a skein hand wound up for myself in DK weight. And I'm going to cast these on for myself at some point. Cool. And I knit the ones for Melissa with double pointed needles. But I think I'm going to try short circulars to do mine because oh, the teeny, there tiny was some circulars? laddering. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know if my hands will like it, though. I probably won't I'm be able to, to knit know. large quantities at a time. It'll yeah. probably take a long time. I'm curious. I can't wait to hear how it, that goes. Well, I tried it once, and it did hurt my hands. Mm. So, But these are, because it's DK weight, the needles are bigger. The last mm -hmm. time I did it, it was fingering weight yarn with even smaller needles that I was yeah. gripping even harder. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. I might, and then again, I may decide to do double-pointed needles. Anyways, so... Anyway, that's the Moto Socks by Mara Catherine Briner. I highly recommend the pattern. Very fun knit and very satisfying. Yay. So big thumbs up on that. So the second thing that I finished was my second Hohui shawl patterned by Hohi Lucatelli. And I knit this for the Hohi along that our friend Tammy from Candy Skein Yarns was doing. So it's a three color shawl. And I used one skein from Hue Loco, my first Hue Loco experience. And my second two skeins were from Candy Skein. And this shawl, knitting it, was so much fun. I used a color of Tammy's called Earl Ray Latte from her Star Wars series. That is basically kind of a natural base with specks of blue and brown and 
oh, just made me so happy. And then the third color was her fudge brownie colorway, which is brown. And yes, I knit with brown yarn and it made me so happy. And I can't wait to wear the shawl. Josie gave Mike a pair of colorblind sunglasses for Christmas and he is very colorblind. So we had high hopes that these would be amazing for him. They were a little bit amazing, but not as exciting as we wanted them to be. But here he is wearing them on Christmas morning and he picks up my hahui and he's looking at the brown. And I said, oh, that's brown. That's not going to be exciting. And Max is like, it's very brown. And so of all the colors that I could be knitting, when Mike's trying to use these glasses that will let him see color, I'm knitting brown. I mean, what are the chances? <laughs> that was kind of a funny coincidence. But the shawl is absolutely stunning. It reminds me of Charlene's therapy that she knit yeah, a few years same ago. Kind of combo. Yep. And absolutely gorgeous colors, Tammy, in love. I want an Earl Ray latte sweater. Yeah. But my mom and I discussed it and she said, Yeah, brighter colors really look better on you, honey. So I don't know if I can do it. I don't think that mm. that as an overall color would be great for me, but I'm sure thinking a Zweig in that color with brown for the lace that yoke would be, would be stunning. <laughs> I'm considering it, even though just don't know if I'd wear it because I don't know if it's my color. But anyway, that was Hahui. Absolutely love it. And I have to weave in some ends before I block it and take pictures. So Yay. pictures soon. And because it's the very first day of a brand new year and a good day for new beginnings, Charlene and I aren't big on knitting goals, no. but we have some kind of knitting lifestyle changes. It's kind of like yeah. calling a diet versus a lifestyle change, a goal <laughs> versus a lifestyle change. We can't figure out exactly the right word, but yeah. some things we want to incorporate into our knitting this True. coming year. True. My first one is I just want to find more joy in my knitting this year. And it's not that my knitting hasn't been joyful. It's just that because of the year that I've had, because of the events of 2018, which included my mom passing away, knitting has really become a refuge. And I don't have a problem with refuge knitting. There's because that is helping me get through this time in my life. But maybe it's just knowing that I need to find a way to get back to that joy. And I think it, it part of it is just that I don't have that, that range of feeling in me right now, but I know consciously that I need to get back to that. Yeah, and that I would like sense. that to include my knitting somehow. That makes absolute <laughs> sense. How about you? My first one is much more physical. I need to start doing more knitting stretching. Oh, I can good. sit on my butt on the couch <laughs> for many, many hours knitting without a break. And that is neither smart nor healthy. Mm -hmm. So one of my things I need to do, and I'm starting to do it in general in life, I'm adding more yoga, I'm doing more stretching, but I need to do focus stretching for my hands and wrists mm -hmm. throughout and forearms, etc., more consciously and mindfully than I ever have because my body's not as young as it used to be either. So I'm, sitting still for hours like that is not a smart thing to do. And I'm guessing that we could all say that we need that. Yep. That's they say sitting is the new smoking. That's universal mm -hmm. for all of us. So, so stretching, look forward to maybe a thread on that in Ravelry too. either this episode thread or a new thread for your favorite stretches, knitting stretches, because I need ideas. 
So that's my first one. My second one is just that I want to continue to add wonderful things to my stash. Yay! With thought and things that I want to use. I don't believe in what people casually call yarn diets. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't believe they often work, at least for me. I know it, it wouldn't work because I do know that over the past couple of years, my purchases have become more thoughtful and part of your purchases becoming more thoughtful is allowing yourself to purchase when you see something that you love. Yes. So when I see something that I love, I want to continue to add wonderful things to my stash. My, I have a similar goal for my stash and I too, I think thanks to love your stash, mm -hmm. I've become much more thoughtful about what I buy when I buy it, not going crazy. And part of that has been a trend towards what you do very well. It, of buying yarn more in person mm -hmm. than online because online you, you don't always know what you're getting. You don't always know what the colors are going to be. And one of my online purchases this year, I was disappointed by one of the skeins that I ordered mm. was not at all what I thought it looked like on the website. I'm very disappointed, but whatever, it's one skein. And most of my online purchases this year have been D stashes on Ravelry. So that is one of those joyful categories for me where it's a colorway I've always wanted or a base I've always wanted that oh my gosh look it's available I'm going to get this yeah. right now so I've purchased three now items of Madeline Tosh Venetian colorway which is a discontinued colorway so I will continue to do that for online and I'm not saying I'm not going to buy online because I love a lot of the dyers mm -hmm. who I only see online right. so when I want those yarns, I'm not going to not do it because it's online. But I've also found like most of my purchases this year came from Stitches West and or the Swift Stitch, our local mm -hmm. yarn shop, which really makes me happy supporting the things I'm supporting. So overall, my trend hopefully will continue to be in that direction. Yes. And then my third and final somewhat goal <laughs> <laughs> whatever ambiguous word we're right trying to find is just to admit that there are some things in my stash that i don't care for anymore or were a mistake and move them on let them go to somebody else amen to and that. it's not necessarily <laughs> just my stash i i want that to extend to my closet, mm -hmm. for example, and my kitchen, any place where I have a little excess clutter. I would like to be able to let things go. Love it. <laughs> and my last one is for organization. I kind of did this already in December, so I just want to continue being organized. I actually asked for a Christmas gift for Mike, a double pointed needle holder, found a, a seller on Etsy who made the type I was looking for. I didn't want one that rolled up. I wanted one that actually closed and snapped closed, etc. and found one. It was a UK sales person and I will find the link and put it in Ravelry for this episode thread. 
and I organized all of my double pointed needles into this kit and I'm awesome. so happy. They're organized by size. They're all in the same place. Prior to this, I've had an accordion file that had gaps at the very bottom oh, of yes. each pocket. I'm familiar with the gaps. Yes. So <laughs> unless you tightly wind your double pointed yep. needles together, they get all mixed up mm -hmm. in the bottom and then you're frustrated because you can't find the fourth one or whatever. And all of my circs and all of my double pointed needles were in the same accordion file. So all of my DPNs are now in their own place, easy to access. And I also got a second new accordion file. On Amazon, it's D-E-E-Q-I brand, which no idea. It was $18. I'll put a link to this in the show notes as well. It's a cool fabric covered one with mm -hmm. little stars. So it looks cool. The pockets go all the way to the bottom. There are little gaps in the edges, but not along the bottom. And I now have all of my circs in pockets from zero to 13. So they're all organized and I inventoried what lengths of circular needles I have. These are all my fixed circulars. So I made sure I had an eight or nine inch, a 12 or 16 inch, a 24 inch, and then like whatever larger size awesome. in each of my sizes. So I have a complete set of fixed circulars. I have a complete set of DPNs and I have my interchangeable sets. My gingers that I love and my <laughs> other ones that I love. So I feel like I have the best set of knitting tools at my disposal. Easy to access at any time. They're in the garage. So if Mike's asleep, I can still get to them. <laughs> and I'm super, super happy with how my needles are organized That's right now. Great. And I want to keep it going and not just flop them around and yeah. lose them. And you know, you don't yeah. take them out of a project bag and that kind of stuff. So my goal is to stay organized. Excellent. See if I can do it. So let us know what your goals slash hopes are hopes, for knitting yes. in 2019 in the thread. And happy, happy new year to everybody. And if you've started a project for the self-indulgent knit along and you post on social media, please use the hashtag Yarniacs and Yarniacs CCAL 2019. CCAL is S-I-K-A-L. Excellent. And I know a lot of people have started their projects yes. because the chatter thread is going wild. Chatter thread is going wild and I'm <laughs> Love behind it. again. I need to catch up. So, so one of the things I did on vacation a I couple afternoons, I sat yep. there and caught up on Ravelry and it was so awesome. So yeah. I'm trying to stay current. Every time I look on Ravelry, there are another 150 posts in the chatter thread, so it's very challenging, but I'm loving it. So keep the chatter going, everybody. Yes. And Happy New Year. And, and Happy, happy knitting. knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.